0: And that's something they talked about in the book as well. Like, Mm -hmm. how will you know what you like and what you don't like if you just abstain completely? I think it's just, it's unrealistic. Like, I'm supposed to be this virginal woman and then I get married and I'm now like a a sex
1: pot. Like, (laughs) (laughs) what sense does that make? Welcome to We Grown? Question mark. I'm Sean. I'm Jess. And I'm Maya. And
2: first things first, what had you feeling grown?
0: What's had me feeling grown has just been being overwhelmed, honestly. Um, Like, as an adult, you're responsible for so much. Like, being higher up in your job, like, people are depending on you for answers. People are coming to you um, for direction. And, you know, you have to be the person that steps up and provides that, Um, you know, at home. You have to be the one that, you know, makes the calls to get things done or get things repaired, um, that sets up appointments, like it's overwhelming when you're when you think about all that at once and then, you know, you're still trying to figure out life, what you want out of life. Um and out of a season, you know. I think mm. for me it's just I just been feeling very overwhelmed. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like adulthood. Like I can't just be like, mommy, can you handle this? Can you do this? Or like, you know, have somebody else do it for me or expect somebody else to do it for me because Mm -hmm. I'm an adult. And it's just like, why did y'all let me do this? (laughs) I get that. Because
2: I feel like in the 20s, you get to like, experience life and you get to try stuff out and mm-hmm. let me try this let me dibble dabble in this but by the time you get to your 30s you got to have it like kind of together mm-hmm. um like and I don't know if it's just an expectation but I feel like many people are in their 30s and it's not like it's a right way or a wrong way but yeah. like you know you you have your car you have your your house you have your family so then it's like so many moving pieces mm-hmm. and it gets to be a lot um, yeah. so then just like balancing everything um yeah. and dealing with it is yeah. can be very overwhelming
1: mm-hmm. yeah but i don't i don't know that we have to have it all together no. i mean we're not that old yet like we're in our early 30s mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things that we're still gonna there's still a lot of mistakes that we have to make before people are like girl yeah you, d- you didn't figure this out yet like even with buying cars or buying your house like there were lots of mistakes that mm-hmm. I made in that process. That I'm like, okay, noted. Right. If someone asked me, I, I will know how to respond. Or okay, how do I get better rates on things? Like just still things that I didn't do in my 20s because it wasn't it wasn't needed. I was having fun and I was doing right. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still learning, so I feel like don't stress yourself. Don't Mm -hmm. let things stress you. And that's one thing I've been saying at work too. Even with my new manager, I tell her like, I can't, I can't have y'all stressing me out. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what am I going to do in my real life if, if work is stressing me out? So sometimes you have to just make it a priority to not let things stress you out and just write down, you can start your day and be like, okay, these are the things I want to accomplish. If I can get two out of three done, that's good enough for me for today. And just be like, that's, that is what it is. Like, I can't do everything. Um, And it'll be here tomorrow. And yeah,
0: surely will. I think it's just. I know for me, it's that perfectionism that I'm, that gives me that sense of like I can't make a mistake, and that's what gives you like that pressure of like, oh, well, you got to do it and you got to do it right. And then, I think it also kind of highlights other things where you may be falling short, um, because you're hyper focusing on not making you know the wrong mistake. Yeah. Or. And I, you know, like you said, it's it's just le- lessons learned. But I'm just the kind of person that's just like, if I don't have to learn the lesson, if I can not get it done <laughs> right the first time, you yeah. know. And it's it. There's just certain things that it's a toss up, you mm. know. But yeah, it's yeah. that
2: daggone perfectionism. Perfectionism. Child, I don't have is that shame. I don't have it either. It's a shame and. <laughs> You can get out of my face. (laughs) Nothing need to be perfect. I am a big fan. I said it before. I'm a big fan of good. I'm a big fan of great. It don't got to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's That's just holding you back.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah. And I feel like also, especially in the work environment, a lot of times I tell people at work, like, I'm just doing what I need to do to do my job. And I'm out of here. And they're like, no, you actually do a lot. Because to me, what I'm considering to be this is just my job could be to someone else like wow you do all of these things and you are probably doing all of these things and Mm -hmm. still feeling like it's not enough but if you look Mm -hmm. to your right and look to your left are they even doing what you're doing and you're stressing yourself about doing more
2: i will say uh, you did this amazing reel the other day and then you sent like that same reel like four more times and i was like yes we can." what was wrong with the first one i couldn't Nothing. figure out what the issue was <laughs> and i was like so we're not posting this because you keep tweaking this little color it's not <laughs> teal anymore now it's cerulean and i'm like "We don't post this thing <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. that That's... perfectionism gets you every time it does it not does. you but in general
0: no yeah, her too. yeah, yeah. definitely her too. me no it's definitely me like I, there would be a lot of stuff that I start or I create, and then I'm just like, oh, this is trash. And then I'm just like, I don't want to show anybody. Or I'll just like, oh, well, I'll share it with them. And then I'll be like, all right, well.
1: And we say, it's so good. And then she'll be like, oh, well, I, I fixed this. We didn't act. We said it was great the first time. <laughs> she was better than what I did.
2: And the yeah. thing with sometimes with creation, it's I, maybe it's just because I'm a creator. You don't got to create stuff for other people, you can create stuff for you. You don't got to share with other people. You can be happy with what you did. Yeah. And that is perfectly fine. That's fair. That's fair. I have, I remember I did one drawing. I mean, it was like during a depression season. And I did that drawing and that I poured my heart and soul into it. And I was like, and save. And nobody needs to see this. And I po- I ended up posting it like a half a year later. And then people were like, oh, my goodness. I was like, oh, nope. I was like, processed it, worked it out. I was like, this was during a time that I needed to process. I was like, and this was for me then. But now I want to share it with y'all because I think it might help somebody who was going through that as well. I mean, so just know you can do something for you. And it can be for you for however long. It can be for you for now. It can be for you for forever. Yeah. But
0: yeah.
1: All right, Sermon. (laughs) okay we already getting right Right. right. as we jump into this come on and now we getting into the next chapter yes 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 next chapter it's a podcast
2: it's a video and more
1: okay As we continue our Marriage Be Hard Guided Book Discussion, <laughs> um, we are now on chapter three, which is Sex Be Hard. Um, I feel like this is the first time the three of us have sat down and talked about sex together. Like this, yes. I don't think all three of us oh, have no, ever. Yeah, no, no not, no, 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 no. not all no, three. No, of us. not yes. all three of us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, yeah, this chapter, they talked about like green flags yellow flags your turn-offs turn-ons how change how sex changes um through each different phases of life um they talk about um
2: communicating with sex
1: communicating with sex uh making sex a normal part of conversation and and taking away some of the shame that's tied to it even for people who are like the normal standard for sex um like a married couple you expect them to have sex but do they talk about it Mm. would you share that with your friends would you share that with your family would you share it with your kids so that they understand what it is before they get to the situation where their friends are telling them oh yeah you should be doing this how do i do it i don't know people do it though and we see it on tv being done I'm a guessing this goes here and maybe like so then people have these awkward first interactions with sex because they don't know what to expect um, and I'm saying people as myself included like not being like you get the talk of don't have sex until you're married and then you get to the point of it's time to have sex and it's like okay yeah. exactly now what am I supposed to do yeah how how often am I supposed to do this uh am I supposed to say yes all the time do I sa- get a chance to say no if I want to say no like what are the rules? are there any rules who makes up the rules like mm-hmm. it's so much involved in the conversation that is just not talked about um so yeah, we're gonna talk about it <laughs> um so our first question is, do you have any fear as it pertains to sex, fear or shame?
2: You go first.
1: <laughs> um,
0: There's some safety in like not having sex, but then you bring in the religious side of it and it's just like, it's just put on this pedestal. And so, you know, it was just like, oh, well, you know, you're doing like the good girls kind of like, like syndrome. And she, Melissa talks about it because she was like, it was very pervasive for her where it's just like, I'm not going to do anything or say anything or listen or watch anything that's going to put me in a compromising like position. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I, yeah, like I just had to work through that myself. And I got to a place where I was very sex positive and um in school, like I, I made a point to like um, get the education and become a health educator on campus, you know, a peer health educator on campus to help other people, like, learn about sex because it's such a, it's such a human thing and the media does such a terrible job of, like, showing us what the reality is of sex is. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think once I got married, though, um, oddly enough, that shame kind of came back. Like, the first... I guess, couple of weeks, maybe months into our marriage, it was just like, I felt like, I felt, I don't know, it was just weird shame. But now I ain't got no shame. <laughs> now I ain't got, not an ounce. I ain't got no fear either. That's my husband. We gonna do what we do. Yes.
2: Yeah. I mean, I feel like originally growing up, there wasn't really, was there a fear? I think there was a fear. Um, Actually, I do. Because mm. I always knew, I was like, I knew I was gay, so I was like, how oh, that's gonna work I mean of course <laughs> you know you watch some you watch the videos, so you're like, oh, okay, that's how it works well, who gonna do what how is that determined mm-hmm. um and it's like i I just don't know, so that was always like a fear um in my head of like how do you figure those kind of things out I mean then you know sex isn't talked about um and gay sex definitely is not talked about, so it was like why don't you, I can't even ask anybody if I did want to ask somebody because yeah. who about to tell me? Like yeah. Somebody about to be like, you're not doing that. And I'm like, who, me? Like, no, but how do you in case you, know, you were interested? Like, I'm just curious. Um, And then that might have led to shame earlier. No, nah. I think shame wise, it would just be more so like, body image where it's like mm. i feel like i might not be able to do something because i'm like a thicker boy <laughs> not like <laughs> thick thick, but thick enough
0: <laughs> hey thick, 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 thick. <laughs> yeah. oh.
2: um so then i think i mean that's really just a self thing i mean because that's really what i mean what's the difference in like shame and guilt shame is like i am a bad person and guilt is like i did a bad thing yeah, yeah. um so i think that would lead to shame yeah um and there's a lesson on shame and guilt if you didn't know mm-hmm. um, subscribe for more so yeah i think shame might have been you know relevant in different parts but as you go through cycles i think it can show up in different forms um but that being one of them
1: yeah i think for me i i didn't have a fear of sex Um, but when I started having sex with my husband, it was like, kind of comparing, like, do I know what I'm doing? Do I know, like, is this meeting his expectations of what sex has been for him? Because he was already, you know, out in the streets and he ain't wait for me. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) but yeah, so like there was that, am I, do I know what I'm doing? Am I doing the right things? But I don't know. I feel like as we've been together, we can talk about, okay, do you like this? Do you not like Mm -hmm. this? And and the other thing was knowing what I liked because I didn't know what I liked because I wasn't having sex. Um, And that kind of goes back to, well, actually we didn't talk about it, but the whole masturbation thing and is it right or wrong? Um, And there is something to say about how do you know yourself? How do you know what Mm -hmm. you like? Or are we just having sex I mean, what are we having sex for if it's not to feel pleasure? And if I'm not able to communicate what is pleasurable to me, then why am I even doing it? Like, Mm -hmm. I want to get something out of it the same way that someone else would want to get something out of it. So I should know and I shouldn't expect my husband to just know because... I'm not all these other people he's been with. They might something may have worked for them that doesn't work for me. I know like I'm super ticklish. So like some of those sensual things that people do, like, I don't like that
2: stuff. So better get a foot to the face. Exactly. So I'm
1: like, please don't do that. But but it's like, okay, so what can I do? And I'm like, let me I have to actually figure that out for myself. Or how about we try X, Y, and Z? And so just figuring out our dynamic and our flow is something that's hard in the beginning to talk about because it's like I don't want to make it seem like what's happening isn't what I want. Mm-hmm.
2: Um I mean and then you feel like well it's my fault. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like we're not enjoying this because I was this way or yeah. I did this or mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. or
1: or you're doing all this to make me feel pleasure but and I don't want you to feel bad if it's not coming off that way to me so losing that shame and being like all right like this is what i want this Mm is how i want it like Mm -hmm. that's that's the part where it's like okay now we're in a flow now it's like yeah we can do all these little fun things but make sure you do this thing or this thing or if i want to change things up make sure you're you're willing and able to do those things um and they talk about the green green light yellow lights and red lights in sex and basically those are things the green lights are the things yes that's that's something i will always say yes to um yellow light is the things that Mm -hmm. if i'm in the mood for yes but mm, i could also say no Mm -hmm. and respecting the fact that if i say no this time it's a no this time Mm -hmm. and maybe try again another time and then red red lights are the things that they're saying um yeah don't don't do that (laughs) never in no situation should you ever do this um and those things can change through different seasons so always having that open communication to say you know i said i didn't like that before but now i do or that used to work for me but it doesn't it doesn't work the same Mm -hmm. anymore i'm not really feeling it anymore um yeah
2: can i backtrack Mm -hmm. um and i'll probably move this back but um another fear that i feel like i had was and it's something that i feel like isn't as relevant in like heterosexual couples i mean or, or the media doesn't portray it as relevant but like the fear of like hiv aids and all of that in gay sex um because it was always pushed you know like this is you know relevant in the community and it is mm-hmm. um but like that um figuring out like how do you move forward how do you like find sex um if you're looking for sex um so like whether it's like oh do you meet people in person like how does that work how do you like the fear of being on like apps like yeah. grinder um shoot back in the day like a4a uh Adam for Adam, like those were <laughs> like things that you had to figure out and it's like there's no way to like know you know,
0: it's These not open communication yeah. about it. Yeah, I I feel like I've always been an advocate of people being open to discussing your, your status, like your sexual history and your status, because it is very important. Like, if you can be as intimate as you possibly can in this realm of, like, putting your body inside somebody else's body or your body's touching, like the most intimate way um then you should be open and adult enough to discuss like what your status is Mm -hmm. and um it's not always an easy conversation for everybody to have i definitely understand that like and it's not the sexiest conversation Mm -hmm. um but it's important it's it's key um and it's just it's considerate
2: yeah i mean even the fear of like going out and getting tested like yeah even that yeah, is, yeah like, it's nerve-wracking something put on to you about like oh my goodness i mean yeah. of course it's just yeah. a, it's an it's a scary experience yeah like yeah to go through especially like you know you do whatever and then you're waiting like
1: oh shoot mm-hmm. <laughs> like
2: i don't know i mean then if things come back clear then you're like cool if things don't come back clear then it's like well now i have to figure out what are the next steps mm-hmm.
0: so mm-hmm and yeah, i think it's that that's definitely that fear of the next steps um yeah.
2: yeah yeah sorry i don't know that just came out of nowhere no it, but know, that, like, that is relevant yeah it's
0: yeah, so so definitely a relevant topic um cuz d- people don't talk about it like you said like unless it's a fear tactic yeah. you know people are using like, and
2: i really wanted to not go into any of these conversations but then i just thought about it and i'm like okay well i did not have these conversations and i was like okay maybe you should talk about it because yeah Yeah. like somebody could be out there like well i don't know should i and Mm -hmm. i'm like well do what you you do what you gotta do like there's you should have no shame about it like um you might feel bad you might it's okay to feel a little guilty but you know guilt passes like Mm -hmm. you don't have to feel shame about that like you can go out and be who you are and figure out the stuff that you like and um
1: Make sure you're doing it safely. In a safe way. Yes. Consensually. Yes. And consensually.
0: That was like my favorite thing to talk about in school. (laughs) Consent is sexy. Consent is sexy was my whole brand. Yes. Yes. Honestly. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so. Oh, okay. Um, On the topic of consent, it's not in the book, but- um, it's or at sexy. least in this chapter. It's kind of
1: in there, trusting boundaries and yes. respecting <laughs> those yes,
0: boundaries. Definitely boundaries. Um that's essentially consent is just making sure that you're clear of mind um when saying yes to having sex with someone mm-hmm. and that you're communicating throughout. Um because somebody can withdraw, you know, their consent mm-hmm. at any point. Um and it's a very sensitive topic for a lot of people because, you know, there's just different understandings of what, you know, consent is and there's different understandings of like, okay, should I stop? They're saying no. Should I go? Like, I, I don't understand. So I think it's, it's definitely something that people need to understand. Like there's even like different situations where somebody can't give consent properly. For example, there's a power dynamic at play. Like, That's another reason why a lot of jobs require people to report if somebody is dating somebody else at work. Because if somebody has a higher paying position or they're like Mm -hmm. your boss, like you can't properly consent to having sex with that person or even taking a drink from that person. Like you can't really properly consent to it because there's a power dynamic that could be at play um, overtly or covertly. Um, There's also, you know, an age difference, there could be an age gap. There could be, you know, manipulation. There's just a lot of things that could play into it. So I think just going into things sober, clear of Mm -hmm. mind, um, that you all agree, yes, we want to keep going. And if there's ever a reason that, you know, you think the other person might be uncomfortable, check in. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the the chapters in the book are always about checking in with the other person Mm -hmm. because it's more than just about you. It's about the other person as well. Um, so yeah consent
1: consent is sexy yeah and it definitely still applies in marriage because i think in marriage Mm -hmm. people feel like well we're married now oh yeah your body Mm -hmm. is my body my body is your body and it's not necessarily the case if Mm -hmm. if i don't feel like doing something i still should have the i think the word is autonomy over my body Mm -hmm. to say not right now or Mm -hmm. i don't want to do this Mm -hmm. um and your partner having to respect that yeah. No matter what, yeah. what it is,
0: yeah, even in the religious sense, because I've been, good God, I I couldn't even count the number of like women's conferences or just church events where they may or may not talk about marriage or you know and and relationships and sex and like it's one of those things where it's like hinted that you know we all do things that we don't really want to do, but mm-hmm. you know we want to make sure that we're you know, helping our partner or, uh, well, let me not say partner, husband, like you're pleasing your husband, you know, if he wants it and you know, you just kind of l- not you even suck over. it up. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like just find it in your heart to do it. And it's just like, no, like
1: find it in my heart.
0: <laughs> if I don't want to have sex, I, I shouldn't be forced to have sex. Like, and they talk about that, like how you communicate, um, that you still desire the other person, but you don't want to have sex. Like, how do you turn down someone? Um, especially your husband or your, your wife. um, If you're just not in the mood or in the moment and how you make sure that they feel reassured that they're still desired, but it's just in this moment, physically, I don't have it in me.
1: Yeah. And I think along with desire, they talk about like higher desire, lower desire. Mm. And Sean and I were talking about it before we started recording. Um, And there's the, Idea that some higher desire people don't want to be initiators, (laughs) so then it becomes difficult because they there could be resentment there of I want to have sex with you, but you don't seem to want to have sex with me. Where the lower desire person may be saying, "I mean, I would do it if you asked me to, but if you don't ask me, then Mm
2: -hmm. how am I going? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah,
0: yeah. That's something we've had to deal with. I think because um. For us, like, we've, even though we've only been married, like, maybe, you know, a year and almost six months, um, I've had a lot of changes, like, mentally, emotionally, like, um, before we got married, like, I think that was, like, the first time I had, like, experienced depression in a very long time, and because we only saw each other on the weekends, like, it was just different, like, I think in, in those moments, like, sex was the medication for me, like, you know, just getting that boost to see him and being around him and, you know, us enjoying each other's company. And then when we got married, um, they had my therapist and my psychiatrist had put me on medication. And, you know, with the medication for that, as well as ADHD, like they always say like, oh, you know, you may experience some changes in like your sex drive. And nobody talks about it. No, it really mm. tells you, like, what does that look like? Now, what John, does that mean? That's the fast part on the commercial.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, they,
0: they just mention it, and it's like, okay, and we're going to keep moving. And, like, nobody explained to me, like, what that looked like. And so my husband is high, high desire, and he thought I was higher desire, because at first, like, it was just like, hey, on site, you know? <laughs> um, but, you know, once I started taking the medication, it was just like, it just wasn't there. And so I felt like I was getting to a point where... We would just have like long periods of time, like granted, we are like best friends, so in my head, I'm like, oh, we're good, we're good. I'm not thinking about it because the desire's not there, and he's not pushing because he's no he knows I'm like going through figuring out you know my situation mentally and emotionally, And so it was just like, well, I'm not gonna ask and I'm like, all right, well, we're good. And then at one point, we kind of had a conversation. And I'm like, I didn't realize that you know. I'm not the same person that you had the expectation of at mm-hmm. first. And so we kind of worked on it. And, you know, some people may not think scheduling sex is sexy, but like, if that was the first step for us, that was the best step for us, you know, and then kind of working out with my doctors as well. Like, hey, this is a problem. Like, this is not me. I'm not myself. Mm-hmm. I need help. Um, And so whether that's, you know, dialing back the medication or changing the medication, like that's what we had to figure out. But I think, yeah, like you do go through different situations where your drives might be different. Mm -hmm. Like that's essentially what I'm trying to say. Like your drives might be different. There are a lot of different factors that can affect it.
1: Yeah. And for me, having kids, you have that, I think it's like six weeks, six weeks where they tell you, you can't do anything until you heal and blah, blah, blah. Um, but what they don't tell you is just because the six week mark hit, that don't mean you are ready. <laughs> um, so I think with our first kid, we were like, Oh, bet six weeks, like we've been waiting so long. And then like, it just was not working. And so I had to start Googling like, okay, what do I need to do to get my body back to the right place? Like, I I don't know if it was because I had to get stitches or like what it, exactly it was, but it basically seemed like, I don't know, this might be TMI, but it basically seemed like I was stitched back so tight that everything hurt like mm. crazy. And so then we were like, okay, we're going to have to do things to kind of open me back up, which took a while. It wasn't like you do it one day and you're good. Like you have to be consistent so that your body is like, okay, we're accepting things now. <laughs> like we're not closed anymore. <laughs> um so yeah, and I and with the second kid, it was like, all right, we know what to do this time, but it still took it still yeah. took time to get back into it. And yeah. you know, as as a wife and as the, I feel like I'm the higher desire. We're kind of, kind of even, but my husband, he sometimes can be like, I can go without if I if I feel like it. But um, and I maybe he's had practice because of the kids too. But um, I I always feel like, well, I'm not pleasing him because i I just had a baby or I am healing and I am doing this. I'm like, well, what can I do in the meantime or what can we actually do? And he's always like, no, 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 you don't have to do anything and like he's thinking about me and I'm trying to think about him. him yeah, yeah, so it's I don't know it's it's interesting because those are not conversations I've heard or mm-hmm. even thought about like I didn't think about what do you do after you have a kid? I know it's six weeks, but six weeks is a long time. Yeah. it's a long time to just be like yeah nothing
0: especially if y'all was regular weekly you yeah know? yeah daily and
1: yeah so yeah it was it it's definitely different and it's definitely um something to that people should talk about more yeah mm-hmm. um and i think people are starting to talk about it more as it relates to pregnancy and delivery and things like that i think or maybe because i was searching for it Yeah, that was popping up yeah yeah the (laughs) algorithm is in your favor yes swinging that way so if you're looking for things definitely just search because now people are being more open and just Mm saying giving tips um lubrication is your friend always like (laughs) that's one of the biggest tips people will say like don't be ashamed if your body has changed and you are not like super soaker no more like go ahead and get some help um until things are back to normal if yeah. they even ever get back to normal um cuz i know for some people they're like oh no i have to use it every time now like it's not that i don't desire my husband or whatever but this is just where we're at and i've heard that even with age like as women get yeah, older things could change a little bit yeah and same thing for men like at some point they might not be able to do the things they used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they might not be going multiple rounds with you like it's things are gonna change and you have to be ready for those shifts yeah um, and just figure out what works for you and your partner um, so that mm-hmm. everybody's still happy. Yeah. and getting what they want. Yeah, it's definitely
0: that communication. like if you don't talk about it, then you won't know. And if you're not comfortable talking about it, then it's just gonna be worse. And yeah. yeah.
1: Do you guys think that as you're, as we start having kids, our kids are getting older, um, that sex will be a normal part of conversation?
0: I, I think so for me um, and for us, I would say that because we've had that conversation of like uh, how we would go into having discussions with our kid and, I had a mom who was very much a scientist, so she was very much about explaining to me the birds and the bees and the biology of it, Um, despite, you know, like, even the religious aspect of it. She was just like, you're going to understand, like, what sex is and the biology of it. So I've I've always admired the fact that my mom um, was very open about, you know, me understanding my body as a woman and, like... Um, the changes that I'll go through, because I've heard other friends who did not have that experience, who were just like, they just started bleeding one day and they started panicking because mm-hmm. nobody talked to them about it. So uh, I think, yeah, even for him, like he was saying, like, as a as a man, like I would want to tell my son, you know, what to expect with puberty and stuff like that. So he'd understand, like, nothing is wrong. You're normal. Yeah.
1: Like, like <laughs> Nobody tell
2: you that your nipples hurt.
1: <laughs> what? I didn't know that. I, I didn't know for like... that for men.
2: Yeah i feel like that's definitely a thing like i swear in middle school there was like a period of time where like all the guys nipples were hurting and it was just like like sore to the touch like you like and people will walk around like slap you on the chest and be like dang like that hurt <laughs> like, but i feel like that was never anything ever mentioned ever yeah. in life
0: i mean it was normal part of being a woman but i know that for
2: y'all. yeah i don't know why Interesting. i still don't I like i would have to google it one day
1: yeah um There's so many things that are just unspoken and everybody just goes through it, like suffer through it like the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: Like learn how I learn. Nobody told me. So don't be mad at me for not telling you. And it's just like, let's 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 break that cycle. So
2: it's funny because John and I definitely had a conversation about this or something similar recently, um, because we were talking about how like when we have kids, like how like someone asked, like, oh, well. How are you gonna? Are you gonna tell your kids about being gay and like different kinds of families? I'm like, I feel like we have to. Yeah. <laughs> like, was like, right, like it's never gonna be a time like they're gonna be walking around like, well, that's a lady <laughs> and that's a man. Where my lady? Yeah. Like, so I was like, that feels like a conversation that's going to come up naturally yeah. and frequently, and I feel like. That also leads into like sex conversations as they age. Like, I feel like it's just something that has to be natural, yeah. Um, and our relationship, so I would say, yes, that is the plan to make sure that our children know. Um, and I feel like we're jumping ahead to a different chapter, but oh, um, yeah, yeah, like yeah. they will know. And they'll be able to talk to us about that. I mean, they'll also have resources. You know, if we have um, a girl, then like y'all are here. Like we have yeah. people that they can talk to. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I say that all the time. Like if my kids don't feel comfortable for whatever reason talking to me about something, I would hope that they feel comfortable with somebody. Of, yeah. Like, somebody that I know. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. I know that the information is not it's it's good information basically um yeah but and i don't know how the conversations will come up because i feel like they didn't come up naturally in conversation for um me as a child like there was never a reason for me to say so tell me about sex like and my parents didn't didn't do it either i don't there was no expectation that i was having sex i don't know about my brothers i feel like i've heard them say Y'all better not bring no girl in here pregnant. Like I've heard them tell my brothers that, but nobody even had the inkling to tell me yeah. anything about anything, um, because I guess I just I wasn't doing anything. So maybe they just knew. I don't know.
2: I I wonder if we do have those conversations. Like I think there are gateways to the conversations. We just our parents might not have taken them, um, or like hopped on the opportunity. Like I remember one time. I mentioned pubic hair to <laughs> my mom. And then she was like, <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, I got pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then that was it. Like, I had like two. <laughs> like, I was like, like can't tell me nothing. I'm to to <laughs> Right. And I was like, that is something that could have like easily have been a gateway to talking about yeah, puberty. Yeah. Um, but it, it didn't. Yeah. It yeah. didn't happen. I mean, well not as much as it probably could have. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think there are little tiny windows of opportunity that might present themselves to us. We just
1: need to yeah. be more aware of them. Yeah. yeah.
2: Or not just push them aside as yeah. quickly as other people might have to us.
0: Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think my mom was again, because she had like that biology background, she started Very early. um, And like, and not even in like a bad way, just like, again, we're probably jumping ahead to another chapter, but like starting out with just explaining to me like the proper names for my body parts and, you know, letting me know like, okay, you know, if you feel uncomfortable, you can always tell me, you Mm -hmm. know, if you feel somebody touch you in this body part, let me know kind of thing. And like, it's stuff like that. Like you're helping me become aware of my body. um, And then like, Closer to, I think maybe I was in elementary school. She gave me like a, it was like an American girl book. It was some like a pamphlet. It. It, was like, it was like a cute American girl book that kind of showed you like, okay, so you know, you're going to get some hair in places you didn't have hair before. Your, your, your nipples going to hurt. You, that means your boobs are coming in. You're going to be bleeding, you know, <laughs> your, your periods coming. And like it explained it in like a very, um a clear way in like a non-scary way. And so she used that book for me to have one a, a reference, but also like talk about those topics. And then um, I think kind of after that, she kind of just eased into like, okay, so this is birds and the bees conversation. I remember the first time she tried to have that conversation, I fell asleep. <laughs> I do remember that. I remember her like, okay, I'm going to have the birds and the bees conversation with you. And I'm like, okay. And then she started and, mm-hmm. and i was just like, yeah, I remember that I definitely remember that took two conversations because the first time I was just like, "All right, mom, I'm I'm tired. I'm, I'm going to go to sleep now." But yeah, yeah. It's I
2: hilarious. think
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like she she helped me not to have that shame around my own body, but um yeah, I think it was just the lessons learned early helped me understand sexuality Mm -hmm. better than i think she did because that was one thing she noted that you know when she was coming up nobody told her anything like she's like i didn't know anything until i essentially got to college and that's when i did all of my research and tried to find out more information because nobody told me anything like growing up in a conservative you know church and environment like I didn't know and I didn't want you to go through that. So I was like, I appreciate you, even though I kind of still followed in her path a little bit because then I was like, okay, now that I'm in college, I'm going to learn some more about it and then I'm going to talk to other people about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think definitely. Yeah.
2: So you mentioned, I guess, shame in your own body, like knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. What are y'all thoughts on masturbation?
0: Do it. Yeah. Honestly, like I think, <laughs> and this is even from like a, a religious standpoint too like god didn't give you that that whole reason for masturbation if he didn't want like he made us pleasurable beings like we enjoy pleasure all right just lean into it like how and that's something they talked about in the book as well like mm-hmm. how will you know what you like and what you don't like if you just abstain completely i think yeah. it's just it's unrealistic like i'm supposed to be this virginal woman and then i get married and i'm now like a a sex pot like (laughs) (laughs) what sense does that make (laughs) but that's like the expectation that people like paint like one minute it's just like don't be having sex don't be having sex don't you do it don't you do it don't touch yourself either and then you get married and they're like y'all having the sex now y'all y'all bumping the uglies y'all doing it y'all doing it y'all pregnant yet like well how am I supposed to know any of this like there's a whole lot of in between there so yeah I say do it I'm an advocate only thing I'm not necessarily an advocate for is porn personally because research has shown like it can be damaging and then for me personally I've always been aware that there is sometimes a human trafficking kind of background Mm -hmm. to that as well so for me I'm just like if we can abstain from porn great but Masturbate as you will. Enjoy yourself. (laughs) Use your
1: imagination. Mm -hmm. Listen,
0: sometimes that's all you need. Like, oh, I can just imagine this little scenario going on and then, (laughs) hey, go to town.
2: I will say that, I mean, well, I know like porn isn't necessarily healthy um, for anybody, but I will say that was a big part of figuring out like, oh, so you might be interested in the guy versus the girl. Like- i remember in middle school like watch like you put on like some anime porn like oh yeah (laughs) this is it and you're watching and then you're like hmm well that's interesting and then you're like well let me try a different video and it's like well that seems a little bit more interesting to me but then at the end it's like but that's wrong you gotta you go back to this and it's Mm -hmm. like but this isn't as stimulating as that was um so i think that was a big uh eye opener for me at a younger age um so i am definitely you know masturbation pro as well because you got to figure out yeah your stuff
0: you yeah. do right yeah
2: i mean because even like masturbating with a partner is <laughs> different like i mean it's cool it's an experience but it's also like i feel like you got to know what you like before you even get there?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like you were saying, like you don't want them get in there and it's just like it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you. Yeah. And, and I just I think don't it, know if I like that. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, yeah. And it's just like they're trying their darnest, and it's just like it's it's okay. We're both figuring it out, you know. Yeah.
1: yeah. And sometimes it's easier to just do things yourself (laughs) listen sometimes 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 sometimes
0: it's the moment strikes and the moment strikes and it's just like sorry you you weren't available (laughs) we can we could do a redo but i had to get my
1: first (laughs) i mean it could also help because yeah no there's no no longer any pressure yeah if i'm like I'm happy already. <laughs> yeah. We can just do whatever you want to do now. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't worry about me.
0: Listen, listen. There, When we were figuring stuff out, for me, like, I didn't share that with my husband originally. But, like, for me, that was just something I had to do to help me get there before I would mm-hmm. get to him. And it wasn't necessarily that I wanted to start. It was just like, hmm, I should start. And then I would. And I'm like, all right, I'm not going to finish. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish on him. And then we and then, you know, again, like it's just for me, it was a way to like at least initiate more um when we were having that rough patch of like I just didn't have the drive. Like again, I knew what I liked. I knew what got my engines running. So I was just like, all right, let's do a little pregame. Yeah. And then even now it's just be like, listen, I'm gonna rub one out and then I'll I'll come see you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, we both just like it takes the pressure off and honestly as somebody who again sex positive, sex isn't always about like having an orgasm sometimes or a big orgasm let me say that because uh, I think it can be pleasurable even with the smaller ones um, and I think yes definitely taking that pressure off of like
1: oh I gotta make you come <laughs> <laughs> you know well- you know am saying like I feel like taking
0: <laughs> taking the pressure off of that, and it's just like all right, let's let's explore each other's bodies. Let's really enjoy like this moment to take our time and like see what we like and what we don't like. It's yeah. great.
2: I just have this image in my head, just like laying there. <laughs> like, you can come now. Come, come in the room. <laughs> I'm done. I finished.
0: <laughs> You're welcome.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um yeah.
1: Yeah, I this is this was a fun conversation. Yeah. Like something that we were hesitant.
2: Okay. Sean was it's hesitant. It's something that I was hesitant about. <laughs> I'm always the inclusive. hesitant one. No, I'm always the hesitant one cuz I'm like mm. Skip this. This Yeah, this is a little risky. I was like, I ain't trying to show y'all no (laughs) nip. Gotta hide that junk. Y'all found out about nipples hurting in middle school. I could have. Vulnerability, vulnerability For all men out there, I guess.
0: Y'all should subscribe for the fact that Sean is out here being vulnerable with total strangers because we know some of y'all and we don't know a lot of y'all. Okay. Yeah. So subscribe and like us, share us. Yeah. Sorry, I had to throw that in there.
2: Is that it?
1: Um yeah, we just want to normalize normalize sex as much as possible, normalize talking about it mm-hmm. because there are things that you could be struggling with that other people are struggling with and if you don't speak up, yeah. everyone just feels alone. Mm-hmm. Um and most of the time it's not just you. Like 9 times yeah. out of 10 it's not just you. Yeah. Um so yes. Have trusted people that you can have these conversations
0: with, but definitely your partner should be a trusted person that you originally have conversations with. Um, uh, discuss everything and don't always wait until the moment where you're in the heat of the moment to discuss things. Like, yeah. make it a casual conversation. Like, I, th- I think that's what we do for the most part. It's just like, oh, would you like to try this? Or do you like this? Or Do you like that? Um, like everything, again, it doesn't have to be like the movies where it's just like, oh, we're ripping each other's clothes off and we're headed to the couch. And now we're going to make our way to that bedroom. Like sometimes it's just like, all right, we're going to the grocery store. We're going to have a conversation. And I asked, oh, what do you think about this? Do you like this? Um, funny thing about the green, red, yellow story. Uh, I asked him the other day, like, oh, I really like doing this. Are you okay with that? And he said, actually, it's. It's it's actually a red. (laughs) (laughs) And I was
1: like
0: It's like one of my favorite things to do. But I get he's like, but I know that you enjoy doing it. So I'm like, no, 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 no. If it's if it's a hard no for you, I can let it go. Mm. And that's that's fine.
1: Is it a red though if he's been letting it happen? No. It's not. Oh it has
0: No it's it's not okay because of the fact that he's only doing it because I just that's interesting
1: because when i think of a red like no we're not doing this i would never be like i'll let you do it and not tell you but there's no situation where he wants it to be done i don't know okay
2: all right guys remember to like subscribe comment do what you gotta do share tell a friend somebody you have sex with well, somebody you might want to have sex with hey
0: mm-hmm. share this episode with that right, right. Hint, hint drop that hint <laughs> i can't wait but it's okay bye bye see y'all